This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. How the devil are we all? Welcome back to the show. Uh, sloppy second time tonight. Let's start off with a quiz question. And I know Brad's going to sit there and go, oh, God, no, please don't. Um, but I just wanted to know, um, when is a minute only 26 seconds? See if you can get the answer before the end of the show. This is ooh, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Oh, on Wednesday, I get confused. Um, it is the prediction show uh, with uh, Brad, me, and, of course, X-Fox, Steve Lyon. It's time! Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favourite podcasts.
Die Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there, welcome along to the Prediction Show. Uh, I just want to say before we get started, as you can see there, we do have a new side to us here at Leicester Till I Die, and that's the radio show which we did for the first one last night uh, for myself and Brad brought you that. Um, it's not going to be regular. Well, it will be regular if it goes well. We'll see how it goes, but it's not going to be 24-7. <laughs> it could be one show every now and again. Uh, but just trying something get a little bit different there. But let's welcome the guys in and say hello to uh, Steve and to Brad. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Evening, mate. Good evening. Sorry about yeah. last week. Well, you you had a good week for you. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to just say, I'm so glad you've been able to start coming back onto this show because I am no longer bottom. <laughs> That's all I will say. Um, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, with, obviously with the sad news and rest in peace, um, uh, Your Majesty, um, we didn't have any sort of games last weekend. So they've all been cancelled. All our predictions have been wiped out, and we will predict those in whichever weeks that are all replayed in, uh, which is only fair because obviously by then um, we're going to have different, you know, different teams, you know, different form and what have you. Um, it's going to be difficult though, isn't it, Steve? Because we've got the World Cup this year to fit in as well. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it to the moment. You know, um, I'm going. You know, you listen to the Leicester fans that. Being frustrated that they haven't spent any money, but then you look at the way the games have gone and the clubs that have spent millions and millions and doesn't seem to have done them any good so far. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I think uh, interesting. That's the word, isn't it, uh, Brad? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I know they'll probably think that their season's in free for all a little bit and seven season syndrome, but. I suppose you could argue I'd rather lose 4 1 to Napoli in the Champions League and be holding, being 1 0 with Ajax than losing 5 2 to Brighton and drawing 2 0 Brentford. It's a bit of a contrast when what you class as a disaster and not working yeah. for you. But the same aspects are still there. I totally get what Steve's saying. Uh, so, well, uh, we've got a, got a request here for you, Brad. <laughs> like this. Anthony's in. Hi, Chris. Would Brad be singing on the radio show? If so, could it be an 80s song, please? I don't think you were singing, yeah. were you? Well, you know, I could I could definitely do a rendition of Eye of the Tiger. That's about it. <laughs> hey, there is. Don't forget, Anthony, if you go on to uh, Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, get onto the old um, fun zone, which is across the bottom, and you can see Brad's entry for um, the Why Are You Me Me, or whatever it is pronounced, your vision song contest entry. Well worth a look. Well worth a look. Right, we're going to have to go back a little bit now because, um, like I say, there wasn't any games last week at all. Um, so let me just have a look and bring the games in here. Brad... Uh, had a very good week, and it is amazing um, how one correct score can make all the difference. I mean, I only got two games right, but one of them was correct Chelsea-West Ham. Um, Spurs-Fulham, Brad got that spot on. Um, 
Steve, not the best of weeks for you, but you did get the fact that Arsenal were going to lose to Manchester United. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure deep down you were fist bumping when you were hearing the results coming through. (laughs) But uh, let's have a look at uh, this week. So we've got two games on the Friday. We haven't got seven games, uh, as we said before, because... um, of uh, um, Queen Elizabeth II's funeral, which will take place on Monday. So all the games are there until uh, Sunday lunchtime, and then the games are going to be played uh, at a later date. So all last week's scores totally wiped out, and we will predict those whenever they're going to be played. Um, So we're starting with two Friday night games, first of which is on the TV. Um, Aston Villa, Steve, who a bit like Leicester, we have really struggled with. Uh, bad start, but Southampton, a bit of a mixture for them. Yeah, um, I think Southampton are doing typical of what they do. Uh, you don't mm. know which Southampton's going to turn up week in, week out. I think um, it's a must win for Villa, I think it's a must win for the manager. So I think I'm going to go for Villa 2-0. 2-0 to Villa. Whoa. And do you think, I mean, last week, um, not not myself, but um, a, a colleague nicknamed it El, El Sacchio because <laughs> Villa were playing Leicester. Do you think Gerard, I mean, this is his first full season, is it not? Do you think he is under that much pressure? I don't think he is, to be honest. I think... Um... The way, you know, you're listening to uh, over the last couple of days, the predicaments with other teams and other managers, mm. um, it's a funny season at the moment. And I think um, I think it's going to do Gerard a favour by everybody else struggling as well. I think mm. that's what's going to be saving grace at the moment. I think if everybody was winning, uh, then he would be under more pressure. But yeah. I think the way the teams, the way the teams are performing, the way the managers are getting sacked here, left, right, and centre, I think it's it's on his side at the moment. So I mm. think they'll double with him. Yeah, we've just lost. <laughs> I do feel a bit like the Eurovision Song Contest. Like we can't get hold of Albania. What we're going to do? We haven't got a picture with Brad, but we have got sound. I believe. Can you? I do it with the. I'll do it properly so it looks good. Put my hand to my ear. Can you still hear us, Brad? Yeah, I can still hear you, mate. I'm just getting the laptop as back up in regards to the message I just sent you, just in case yeah, I can't no, sort it. I saw the message. No worries, mate. Um, I mean, you you actually enjoy this programme because, you, as you said, it is something that you're good at. Uh, and that were your words, not mine. Um, <laughs> I mean, Villa, Villa, I mean, they're down in 17th, but they've got four points, which is obviously three more than us. I mean, we'll be probably hoping for a Southampton win, won't we? But um, they've lost three of the last five, have Villa. Uh, I do believe it's actually four of uh, five of the last six. But they did get a drum in, you know, a really good draw with Manchester City last time out. Uh, but Southampton, as Steve said, it is a typical, typical Southampton season. Drawn one, lost one, lost. Yeah, I mean, they just they just can't get a run of anything together, can they? No, if you look if you looked at footballing uh, names for their definition, Southampton would come up as inconsistent, wouldn't mm. they? Because they just 
Yeah. They're a bit bland. They're, they're not like a bad smell in terms of how we spoke tongue-in-cheek about other teams, but they don't really do much, do they? They always seem to be just there, you know, mm. just finishing off that list of teams before you get to the teams that you want to get rid of, like, uh, like Burnley last season and maybe Leeds and Everton to a point. But, yeah, this game's... Uh, this game's one of them. It's probably benefited Gerard actually being against Southampton in a weird way because the old Sakio, as it was rightly dubbed, uh, um, probably came with a lot of pressure because you're getting the feeling whoever lost that probably lost their job. Although, if you listen to what Roger says about what our owners have been saying, that wouldn't be the case anyway. But I think if he loses this game, it's still a case of he'll get sacked because, you know, Gerard comes with a lot of recognition along you know in the game of football but as a manager this is his first season like you said to prove to prove himself it ain't like he's not had the funds to do it they made a lot of money off Jack Grealish and they've not you know we talk about some signings failing for us but apart from Coutinho a lot of the signings they brought in with that money um have faulted to you know flattered to deceive mm. uh Problem is, it's Southampton. Any other opposition, I'd go for Villa to lose this game, but because it's Southampton, oh, I can't. I just don't want Villa getting like eight, nine, ten points, turnovers, and still be at seventeenth. But I'm, oh, oh, this is horrible. Why did you have to make us pick this one first? Because oh. it was the first game of the weekend. Dude, come yeah, on, man. This is what you said you were good at this. Come on. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, FA. Put it on a Monday. Give me more time to think. Uh, I'll go for a Desmond. If I can't decide, always go for a Desmond. I'll go for a Pooch. I know, yes. It's, uh, it's the safest way. I'm just having a play around because I've moved all my studio around. So I'm with computers on different sides now. I agree. I, and I am literally, I'm going to go for a Southampton win because Villa have been so inconsistent and Southampton are due a win because they lost last week. <laughs> it's the only the only reason. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go 1-0. 1-0 to Southampton. Um, uh, let's go in there. Let's have a look. Uh, Anthony said he's gone 2-1 to Southampton. And Highfields, uh, good evening. Uh, good evening, Highfields. How are you? Banker for Harry Kane, hat-trick Saturday night. Fortunately, I think you could be right. The other game on Friday night, which isn't on telly, um, Steve, Nottingham Forest, his to t- taking on Fulham. Forest spent a fortune, an absolute fortune, and are struggling. Yeah, I think they're going to struggle for a bit till um till everybody gets to know each uh, each other. Um, but this one's going to be a typical championship game. I don't, you know, I wouldn't class this one as a, a Premiership game because you know the the both come up so quick. So I think it's going to be like you know a normal championship game where it's anybody can win it. Um, the way Fulham have started, I think they they're looking better for a draw than they would be for a win. But Forest have got to come good, and I think it's going to be close. But I think Forest will win one nil. So you are going for one nil Forest. Ooh. You know how to get us on your side, don't you, Steve? 
Whenever I think of Nottingham Forest, I always think of my first ever watch along was that FA Cup match with Forest and yourself. <laughs> it always sends shivers down my spine. But uh, Brad, like we say, Forest at home, they are literally one place above us because they did actually manage to win win a game against West Ham. Come on, West Ham, one job really. Um, and then they've lost. They've lost in three. They've lost to Tottenham. They've lost to Man City and they've lost, amazingly, to Bournemouth. I mean, the Man City one and the Tottenham one is kind of, I suppose, given. Um, but Fulham have had a lot better start. I mean, two wins they've had, but they're, they're, they're on eight points. How do you see this one going, Brad? Nottingham uh, Forest uh, are irrelevant. Um Nottingham Forest have done a classic Premier League error mistake, haven't they? You, you remember when you used to go to school on the first day and you'd have like a a, a, a school year photo, wouldn't you? You know, all you all you new people that would turn up to go up to into year one, year six, whatever year you're in, you had a school photo, and that must be what it's you know, and that was what 30, 40 students in a class. That's what Nottingham Forest has become because all them people are looking left and right and front and down and they're not recognising a sodding face. So no wonder they're not going um, going well. Um, hard to talk when you're bottom of the league and say that, I, I get it. But um, no, you can, you can, yeah, okay, you can say Spurs, Man City, especially being newly promoted, it's probably a given that you don't fare well in them games. But the games against Bournemouth, after they've suffered a 9-0 defeat as well and sat their manager, you're kind of hoping you can get something out of them. And I just wonder how damaging being 2-0 up and then throwing that game away in the style that they did. Because Bournemouth were away from home, weren't they? It was a Forest at home win, wasn't it, um, for Bournemouth? Mm. Yeah, so, at home, yeah. Yeah, so it can't, that can't be doing well for the confidence. Maybe that extra added bit of break um, due to the pass of the Queen. Uh, God rest her has, has probably helped them a little bit, but I can see Fulham winning this, and I can see them winning this quite easily. I'm going Nottingham Florist nil, Fulham three. Well, I'm going to go with uh, the same uh, outcome, but a lot quicker explaining it than Brad. <laughs> yeah, I like to do it for dramatic effect. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go um, two nil for no other reason than no. I'm going to go. I'm going to go actually two one for no other reason, and I'm going to take a leaf out of Steve's book here. And the fact that I can't stand Nottingham Forest, so that is <laughs> the only reason that I will never predict them, unfortunately, to win a game. Um, and then we come to Saturday lunchtime kickoff, uh, Steve. They, they've, they've just signed um, Diego Costa Wolves. A good sign, signing, do you think? I think so. Um, you know, Wolves are starting to get back to how they were possession-wise. Um, I could, you know, it's the only reason, and I'm going to say this now, is that I'm going to get Wolves for the win is because I don't want Man City to win the league too early. And I think the way the the league going and the the most fancy clubs are, are falling and losing points so early, I don't want Man City to get the consistency and have the season over too quick. So purely on that, I want I'm going to say Wolves are going to win one nil. Yeah, 
On your right. Wow, they have been inconsistent though, haven't they, Brad? Yeah, they've been inconsistent for a while. They may maybe both maybe both Wolves and and the manager, the former manager they had, you know, Esperantino, um regret parting ways because it didn't work out for him at Spurs. He was already being chanted uh, out when he arrived at White you know, when he arrived at Tottenham, let alone after six or seven games when they finally got rid of him. But they've just been inconsistent. And, uh, I mean, maybe they're going to have, not in the same way, obviously, because it, it was a wonderful, I'm not saying it's not a wonderful thing to have Diego Costa back in the Premiership because it's hilarious. And my, my, my opinion, I, I love him. I think he's brilliant, the antics he gets up to uh, in, 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 on the pitch. But he's already been touted as being a few weeks away from match fitness, so he's not going to play against Manchester. I just can't see a way he's going to be up to speed. Mm. You know, they got him as a free agent. He hadn't played in a while, so that's natural. So maybe in that terms, he'll be a bit like Christian Eriksen. It'll take a couple of weeks before he's, you know, thrusted into the team. Uh, unlike unlike our friend Steve here, I don't care if the top race is over by April or January or December, because we're not in it. And uh, <laughs> it will... It will make Liverpool fans feel a bit less smug about it when they were giving it all large, when they were 18, 20 points clear and countering it. So I'm going Man City 4 0. I just, I just yeah. don't see Wolves point on much of a fight, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, no, I uh, I see where you get in there. Um, yeah, Anthony, um, you went 3 0 to Manchester City. Anthony, you're jumping ahead with the games, which is very confusing as I'm trying to read it. So um, if I don't read out yours, it's because I've moved on and you, you, guessed about five minutes ago um but as jason says there costa not played since december which is basically what you were saying uh brad um jason uh, has gone one less than you three nil man city um uh it is but i say costa's not going to be on there i just think wolves are going to sort of struggle i mean costa let's be honest with you, he'll probably get a red card in his first match won't he uh, so I'm gonna go. I is gonna be a Manchester City win. Uh, I'm gonna go three nil to Manchester City. Um, and then we come to Newcastle, uh, hosting Bournemouth. Now, Steve, like I say, Bournemouth doing better than us. They got seven points, they got two wins and a draw. Um, they did obviously the one of the games they lost was very heavily, but. They soon got that out of the system. You know, I don't think they've appointed the manager yet, but they've drawn one and won one, having been 2-0 down, like we say, against Forest. Um, Newcastle, for all their spending, have only won one, but they are the draw kings, um, having drawn at the last five, four of them. Last time out with Palace. This um, they then lost, Before that, they lost to Newcastle, but they drew with Wolves. Um they drew with Man City. That was a good result, in fairness. And they drew with Brighton. Um, is it going to be another draw, Steve? I don't think so. Um, to be to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'll probably get disliked for this, but I'm starting to like Newcastle. Um, mm. I want them. I want them to do well this this season. I think they've got a good manager. I think he's um, spent right. I think he's trying to get the team the big stars to play how he wants, which is good to see, rather than, um, you know, the, the big stars playing for themselves. So I think this one I'm going to go for 3-0, Newcastle. Well, OK. 
3-0 Newcastle. Brad, I mean, are Newcastle becoming everybody's favourite second team? And I think a lot, you know, and is that down to the fact that they've got Eddie Howe as a manager? Um, because he is so likeable. Um, but it is at Newcastle. Yeah, uh, it's the Eddie Howe derby, if you will, to, to give mm. it a name. Uh, yeah, I think I think in terms of how Newcastle are going to grow as a club with their, you know, their you know, practically unlimited funding they've got now, uh, they're kind of doing Man City-esque, aren't they? They're not going to be challenging for the title in the next season or two, but they're going to get there a lot quicker and accelerated than others. And that means there's going to be susceptible. They're still going to suffer a dodgy defeat and a dodgy draw. And, you know, Bournemouth will be happy. That feel-good facts will be there. The comeback against Forest from 2-0 down. Um, that You know, they'll, they'll feel rejuvenated. It all just depends if Newcastle have the shooting boots on. I mean, they, they moaned, and rightly so, for the decision that went against them in the game against Russell Palace. But they also had 21 chances. And didn't put one of them away. That that's what you need to do if you're going to be a top side that's challenging for Europe. I think uh, I still think they'll be about eighth this season. But I'm going to say that this is going to be one of their games. They just drop too many points. And I'm going to give Bournemouth a fighting chance here, and I'm going to go one all. Wow, one all. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Um... Bournemouth have, like I say, since that drubbing, you know, it seems to have given them a shot in the arm, although you could argue that that was maybe getting rid of Scott Parker <laughs> that did that. Um, they don't seem to be in any hurry to replace um, to replace him because they haven't done so far, but we have got the international break coming up after these games, of course. Yeah. But it's at Newcastle, and I was going to go for the draw, because I say Bournemouth do seem to be on the up a little bit now. But that said, um, it's at Newcastle, as I've just said. So I've got to go. I'm going to go 2-0 to Newcastle. Because um, like like, uh, like Steve said, you know, that I, I like them. And I think they'll do well. And they're taking it sensibly. They're not just going to go out and go mad. Um they are taking the time. Anthony says Newcastle is his fourth favourite team. Um, they're in the wrong colours, mate. They're in the wrong I was just, colours. I've just, I've just about to jump in there and say that's a bit of a play in red, do they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we've got, we've got Arsenal, we've got Southampton. I'm guessing Forest possibly for his third. I don't know. Uh, Jason's gone three-one. Tough game at Newcastle at home. Exactly. It does. It does make it. You used to say that about Manchester United, but now that doesn't make any difference at all, does it? But, um, but oh, God, I suppose we've got to talk about this one. Um, Harry Kane playing Leicester City. Uh, Steve, I mean, I know I got your result for this earlier. Um, I know you, you can't see Tottenham winning it, but before you actually predict the result, how many are Tottenham going to get? None. <laughs> what I want to see with this, what I want to see, to be honest now, is that everybody stop talking about Leicester City. Um, stop saying how good Madison is. Stop saying how good Tielemans is. I just want people to just turn around, lay off the team, because I think it's it's making the players think they're bigger than they are. And I think they're making them think that they're bigger than the club. 
I think they need to get back down to the basics. Um, Rogers, the only thing he's doing now, if he is doing it, is he wants a payoff and he wants him to, and he wants a sack. That's the only thing I can say about the manager, because there's no clubs going to come in for him. Why Leicester are not performing? So let's get the old Leicester back. Just let him go out there and play. Uh, Tottenham, great ground, good manager. But it's going to be 1-0 to Leicester. 1-0 to Leicester. Um, totally unbiased there. Love it, Steve. Love it. <laughs> Brad, I mean, Tottenham are having a good start um, for, 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 for Tottenham. Leicester, I can't imagine one player is going to make all that difference. There's a good piece in The Athletic today, Rob Turner saying that, you know, Rogers, like Steve just said, you know, then we're not going to probably sack him, but this is what he can do with what he's got. It's a very, very good piece and well worth reading. Can you, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, this to me, even if we weren't going through what we're going through, would be a tough game anyway. But if we do lose this and other teams around us get it, that gap gets bigger, doesn't it? Yeah, and then at what point do you know do we stop saying don't panic, Mr. Mannerings? Don't panic, you know. Mm. We'll stop giving it a dad's army treatment for those that maybe don't recognise the reference. But it has to happen at some point. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. We've got to roll our sleeves up. Put your opinions of Rogers aside, put your faith in Rogers aside for for, for the game. The players, the fans, we've got to roll our sleeves up, we've got to make ourselves laugh, we've got to make that we've got to make you know the game you know really obvious that we've got to win it we've got to give that support obviously the players got to do it on the pitch and you never know you know there's no more excuses no more running no more hiding but you know all these excuses come to an end at some point don't they in terms of well this is the reason why and this reason and you know some of them fair enough you can say with the transfer stuff you can go okay get that that's not really something you can do anything about but he can do something about the performance on the pitch. He can do something about having a full defence. He can do something about turning this form around because he is a manager that can do that if he's not lost his own faith in his own players without them losing faith in him first. And for that reason, and it's not nothing to do because it's Spurs, I'm sick of them being our bogey team. They beat us 4-2, 5-4, 3-1s, 6-1s, 2-1s. They've just had a taste of it tonight. In the, in the Champions League, two goals in stoppage time. So it's nice, isn't it, when it happens to your Spurs? That took Karma a long time to get round to it. But just because of that, I'm going to go for Tottenham Hotspur 1, Leicester City 4. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting that. I'm going to be honest with you, Brad. You can probably tell I wasn't expecting that. And I think we're going to have to go over and we're going to have to ask VAR to, to judge on this. Uh, are you sure you want to stick with that? Just just, just mute, mute Steve for a second so I can tell you. Just... just, just... <laughs> So he can't swear at me when I say, I'm saying 4-1 to Leicester because I'm a Leicester fan, but seriously, I'm dreading it being the other way around. <laughs> well, I've got to be honest with you, <laughs> um, 
I've actually, I've just done the, as Steve will know, because I asked for his prediction earlier in the Xbox League. And I'm so fed up. Last The season before, in the first season I did it, I actually, I'm not sure whether I won. I think I won it. And then last season, because I stuck with Leicester all the way and we were predicting us to win every single game, we didn't. Yeah, I was I was pretty much well. I was bottom, um, so I've decided not to do that again and to sort of go with my head rather than my heart. Now this is a game to me that we would we would be losing anyway. They're like you said, they're our bogey team. I can't see us getting anything from it. My worry is because of the way the forms go in. Um, I just. I can't see it happening. What I'm looking for, as you said, Steve, is a performance. You know, if we lose 1-2-0, but we've put a performance in, then that's all I'm happy. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't be happy with it. I'd I'd want the win, but you know what I mean? It would at least show that they've got some, you know, some fire in their belly. I mean, my worry is with Rodgers, one one signing isn't going to make any difference. I mean, it will allow... Um, obviously, indeed, he's probably to go back into the midfield, but then what happens to Samari? Because Samari's playing well. Um, will he have the balls to drop Tielemans uh, and maybe play Samari and Indeedy? Uh, there's talk that Tielemans may play a more defensive role. I, I, I hope not. Um, you know, it, it, it so Unchu doesn't look like he's going to get back in the team while Evans is fixed. It looks like it's now going to be Evans and Fass, uh, or Face, whatever you pronounce, however you pronounce it. Um, do you remember? I can ask you, 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 I've said this before so many times that when we got promoted to the Premier League, you could have predicted Leicester City's team six, seven weeks in advance because Pearson got a winning formula, stuck to it. That first season, we talked about this the other day on the radio, didn't we, Brad? Was that you never knew in that first season up what team he was going to pick. Somebody had scored two goals and he'd be dropped. You know, Vardy's not scored. Dak has scored. Um, Vardy's going to start again. He doesn't want to play Soyuncu because apparently of what he sees on the training pitch. But he's playing Tielemans, who wants to sign a new contract even just to give us a little bit of money. So that's how loyal he is. Uh, he's just, I just want him out the club now. Let's just, you know, how can you play a player that wants to leave and refuses to sign a contract in his last term? I'm sorry. And his performances haven't even been good enough to say we can't afford to drop him. We can afford to drop him. We should drop Tielemans and we should just drop him into the kids thing like we did with, with Fafana and, and let him rot there. We'd not be missing him at all. But Rogers has his favourites. Um, he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He's outthought, out tactics by managers with less experience than him. And this, like I say, on in a normal season, it's, it would be horrible. In this one, it, it, it could be, it could be dreadful. And I don't think we necessarily we should. He should be sacked after this game if we lose it because. We would lose it anyway, but it depends on the performance. Unfortunately, I'd like, I am to, going to go. I'd like to see about four or five yellow cards for Leicester. I'd like to see a bit of aggression. I'd like to see people upset when things are not mm. going well. Um, 
if there's a table for free kicks and whatever, you, you know, you want to be on top of that table where you're giving free kicks away, where you're hammering somebody. But mm. we don't win a tattle, hard tattle. We don't win any tattles and it, everybody just stands there shrugging their shoulders and accepting everything. You know, you want four or five yeah. players to say, right, I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to rough you up for a bit. But have four or five yellow cards, accept that and say, okay, let's get the aggression going. But there's absolutely no aggression anywhere from uh, Leicester. I remember I like, in my days, if, if you got picked on by somebody or kicked, you'd have five hmm. or six year old lads battering the player that's kicked you. And I don't think the Leicester lads are doing that. They need to show each other that they're there for each other and the fans had accepted then. They're oh, a bit of a powder puff team at the moment. But, and I've gone 3 0 to Tottenham and I'm being reserved there, but I think it could be worse. Um, but I want to I get your opinion on this, Steve, because we saw last week Leicester players, and I'm not going to say arguing amongst themselves, but they, they were having a difference of opinion when things were going wrong. Um, now, you know, one side is saying, ah, shows the discontent in the camp. Rogers is saying, oh, it's good to see that, you know, they've got, again, we've got a bit of fire in the belly and that, you know, they're, they're picking up on these things. As a player, would, would you ever, or is, how, which way do you see it? Let's just put it that way. Which way do you see it? The way I see it is that, like I just said, no one seems to know what they're doing. Um, mm. No one seems to know what role they're supposed to be playing. And that's the frustration you're getting off the players arguing on the pitch. It's not that they're arguing because they don't like each other or whatever. It's because no one seems to know what their role is and what they're doing. Mm. No one wants to take the game by the scruff of the neck and change things. We haven't got a skipper that leads vocally or aggressively. And I think... That's what's shown with Leicester, and that's what I tried to say before. We've got to stop all these pundits and all these other people saying how good Madison is and how good Telemans are and other players when we're not. You know, we need some aggression on the pitch. And like you say, if you come off, you've lost, you've had five yellow cards, lost a couple of teeth or whatever, which you don't do in this game nowadays. But that's what people would... Except at the moment, would, would you have had a go at a teammate in that way? Or I mean, is that is that is it is it showing passion or is it showing uh, discontentment? It's not showing discontentment. It's showing um, it's showing the, the will to win because mm. the last the lads are just arguing between each other. But if you look at the body language and what they're saying, they're not saying anything that's making sense. They're not making mm. any. They're not gene anybody up to go through the next tackle or, you know, to run faster. They're just having a, you know, a go each other for the sake of it. You know, you, you need a player like Graham Seamus. You need a player like Roy Keane. You need a few of the players like oh, I used to play with, you know, your Alan Youngs and people like that. They'd have a go at you. And once they had a go at you, you knew then they had to raise your game. Yeah. You wouldn't argue with them. I mean, Brad... Point just putting on a point that uh, Steve made, and I made this in the post match um, last week. That it's often been said Brendan doesn't have a plan B. I would question whether he even has a plan A at the moment. But last, you know, in the last game and that second half, or 
it looked like we were trying to play plan B, C, D and E all together and none of the players knew which one they were playing. Um, yeah, and I think we've seen this before with Rodgers um, in terms of what he does is instead of keeping plan A and having plan B, because last year what he did is he kept us as the counter-attacking high-pressing side and as it's so rightfully seemed to fail, regardless of whether it was 1-0 or 2-0, he'd swap us to plan B, which was shut up shop, everybody back, Vardy up front on his own, 30 yards gap between him and a, and a Leicester shirt, try and see it out. And as we saw, Newcastle, Burnley, Everton, countless games, countless games, it kept backfiring on Leicester. And it seems that this season, instead of going, maybe we can't do plan B, he's just made plan B, plan A, and then uses plan A to get him out, try and get her out of jail. And it's like, you're not really understanding, Brendan. The problem wasn't plan A. The problem was plan B wasn't a very good plan B for this squad of players you've got. Mm. And it's just one of them, isn't it? It's... It's sad to think. It's really sad to try and think it and not and not be able to think of another way. But you just think this is all going to end in tears between Leicester and, and, and Rogers um, going yeah. forward. I hope not, but it's just it's one of them, well, isn't it? I think. I think all I keep hearing is that um, oh, he's such a good man manager. He's such a good coach. He gets on so well with his players, and yet we're in a position here where. He's sticking the knife, you know, he's, he's saying, I'm not going to pick these players and I've told the players, so they know where they stand. I've told them that they'd probably be better off getting another club. Well, they haven't got another club now. So what are you going to do, Brendan? You know, Pratt's come around and said, actually, I want to fight for my place. Well, you've never given him a chance apart from the odd, you know, 40 minutes half here, there and everywhere. So I don't think he's a good manager as in, as in, a, as in a man manager. And he's, he, has, he isn't proving to me that he's a good coach because, like I say, you know, last season he was outthought by Gerard, he was outthought this season by Huth and Hall. There's, there's managers with less experience than him that are out tacting him. A, a manager that we beat 9 0 to sit there on his seat uh, and they've just gone 1 0 down to Leicester thinking we can still win this game. I mean, that shows how it is. I mean, <laughs> Leicester Mercury have just come up with Leicester City's five worst ever managers ranked. Uh, and I don't know if Brendan's in there, actually. But number five was Frank McClintock from 77 to 78. Number four was Gary Megson, 2007. Number three was Martin Allen. <laughs> Remember the Martin Allen? Wow. Peter Taylor only makes it to number two. Who was number one? Wow. I would have thought Brian, Taylor. Brian, Who's sorry, Steve? Brian Hamilton, I hope. Wow. No, he's not even in the top five. Brad, can you have a guess? If uh, I'm not, I'm not going to guess because I just think if it, if it, if someone's if you're about to tell me Rogers, I'm about to laugh with trouble. I'm not, but I'm actually. Not. With your luck with questions tonight, you're probably best not answering. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. mate. No, no, that's very true, mate. It's very true. The way it's going right now, I think I'm just best not guessing it. Anyway. No. It is actually Ian Holloway. Um, and in fairness to him, he was somebody who wanted to come to the club, 
and it was it was a proverbial poison chalice. I think we were down whatever happened that season, although he didn't help himself. But he was the third manager of the season, and of course took us down to the third. Uh, if you were Chelsea fans, I would worry because apparently Chelsea owner Todd Bowley wants to follow Leicester City vision. Well, if you do, Todd, you're going to end up bottom of the table, three points behind your nearest rival. And, uh, and then Denmark boss says, Brendan Rodgers' instruction over Leicester City's leaky defence. Um, having said that, he's just dropped Yannick Vestergaard from his uh, squad for the next week. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, all I can say is bring on, bring on the... Uh, Bring on the week, uh, the international break, please. I can't be ready for it. Um, uh, let's have a look at some guesses here. Uh, Jay uh, Highfields has gone six nil to Spurs. Unfortunately, Jay Highfields, sorry, I can kind of get where you're coming from. Jason says, Can't see a mentality change. So I hope I'm wrong, but he's gone three one to Spurs. I, I, I just think, like I say. I'm going to go off after this, and I'm going to go and read that piece on uh, by, by Rob Tanner on the Athletic. Because when I read those, I always feel like, yeah, come on, Rogers isn't that bad. But when I think about it too much, I think he's bloody awful. Um, then we go on to Sunday's games. Brentford um, are hosting Arsenal. Now, I know which way this would be going anyway. Um, although we have got breaking news here. Anthony says... Steve has gone for a 1-1 draw. I don't think so. I don't think so, Anthony. Don't be stupid. Um, which way Which way are you going to go with this one? As if I didn't know. Well, Brentford, the way they started the season this uh, year, I think you can only, or my personal view is that I can only see him winning or I can only see him drawing. Uh, that's the way they're, they're playing at the moment. Mm. Um, on the other side of it, Arsenal, good manager, good ground. So I'm going to go for Brentford to win 1 0. 1 0. Okay. I mean, Brad, um, and I don't know if she's, if she's watching or she plays this on catch up. Um, our favourite Arsenal fan, Miss Molina, it's her birthday today, 25. Can, happy birthday, Molina. I hope you are having a good one and uh, take care and enjoy yourself. Um, but they have started well. I played a song for on the radio last night, which was It's Coming Home. Uh, who knows? It could be. They're sat pretty at the top of the league. Um, they've only won, so they've only lost the one, I should say, which was a surprising loss to Man United. Um, but apart from that, they were on fire. Uh, 14 goals scored, four, only seven against. Uh, and I say three of those came in the one game. Uh, Brentford, mid table, like. Like um, Steve said, you know, one loss, drawn, drawn, one. Um, can you see Brentford getting anything, Brad? I think they're more than capable of doing so. I mean, they upset the Apple cart in their first ever game in the Premiership, didn't they? Against Arsenal, mm. that Friday night, they they they're at home and they they brought they brought their fights to the table, as you as would say, and. Look, Arsenal look really good. You know, I've praised their transfer window uh, work and activities over over the period of time. And uh, I, like Arsenal fans, I'm actually optimistic. Just going to quickly top on that. Happy birthday to Mil Milina if she's catching up and watching live as well. Um, 
but unfortunately, my, my my birthday gift isn't going to be saying that Arsenal are going to win the game. Uh, unfortunately for Millie, even though it is a birthday, uh, I am going to say that we're going to see our first big shock and test of Arsenal's resolve of being the elephant in the tree at the moment. And I'm going to go for a very dramatic, just like myself, 3-2 win for uh, Brentford. Be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Be serious, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Um, so you are going three to Brentford, two to um, Arsenal. I just feel that I'm going to get at least one point more than you two this week. Uh, because you watch now. If Brentford win, you two are going to have such fun next week. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not going to let you live it down. That happens, mate. <laughs> You're not going to let that comment go. I've got a I, I have been impressed with Arsenal. Um, they took us apart very, very easily, too easy. They have had some more... Um, they have had a brilliant, brilliant window. Um, yes, they've spent a lot of money, but they've given Arteta the back in. Uh, probably, Brad, you and me are probably actually more confident in Bradford than, uh, in, sorry, in Arsenal than most Arsenal fans are at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they've got a good young manager. I would have him at the moment any any day of the week. Um, you know, he's taken him a couple of seasons, and I know Arsenal fans, they must all be Aries because they've got no patience whatsoever, and they expected, you know, this within a week of him arriving. Um, but they have got it right, you know, they've got rid of the players that were causing the trouble. Uh they Seem to sort you know, I said, well, they have had a good good window. Uh, they've made some good purchases as well. Um, and I, I mean, I had got them finishing, I think, fourth or fifth. I think it was fourth I'd got them finishing. But I've got to be honest with you, I think they could be the ones that are pushing Man City this season, unless Liverpool suddenly start doing an amazing comeback. And I just thought Liverpool. Have Liverpool just scored? Maybe this uh, is the start then. Maybe this is the start. Is that 2 1 Liverpool now then? 2 1, yeah. 2 1. Um, but uh, but no, I like, I do like the look of Arsenal um, this season. As much as it hurts me that they're probably going to be coming back in for Tielemans, I think they're going to miss out on Tielemans because I think when it comes to being able to sign for a team in January, I think it's only continental teams he can sign for, isn't it? So. I think he'll be signed up in January, and come the summer, Arsenal, you'll 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 be gone, unless you bring him in with some money, of course, in January. Uh, but I went for them against Man United. They let me down, big style. One job, Arsenal. Um, I am going to go for a two-one to Arsenal here. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go two one because it is at Brentford Community Centre. So, uh, Anthony, don't let me down this week, please. Come on, you know, fair's fair. Um, let's have a look what everybody's saying. Um, we'll come back to your question for Steve at the end, Anthony. Do remind me. Let me start that. I remember to ask it. Um, it's always a decent question, Steve. Don't worry, it's a decent one. Uh, I'm going for an oh, you going for an Arsenal to draw 1 1 after I've just picked you up, Anthony. Good God, man, <laughs> it's your team. Have faith in your bloody team, mate. You know, <laughs> um, 
I'm, well, I'm an Aries as well, March the 29th, so I completely know how impatient we are, you know. Um, Tielemans will be a Juventus player, you heard. I've got to be honest with you, Arsenal, you've missed your chance because he can sign. It doesn't matter whether we say, yes, Arsenal, you're coming with 10 million. 10 million and Juventus are going to pay for him at the end of the season. It's where he wants. He can turn the move down. And I think, unfortunately, Arsenal, you should have, you should have got in in the summer. Um so, one one, Anthony. Really? Would you, that, would that's you want to buy him? At the sorry, say that again. Sorry. Would you want to buy him at the moment? The way he is, the way he's playing, well, and the way he's. Uh, I, I agree, good. and I've you know I've said he, he has had to play Domestic. out of position because for I, a bit, but I, I think it'd be. A, I think there's a good player in there. Distraction. (laughs) There's a good player in there. I think um, Rodgers is just squeezing the life out of him. The last game, because obviously um, the the, the, the funeral uh, is the Sunday lunchtime one, not on TV this one, but it's Everton against West Ham United. this is a real six-pointer. I mean, West Ham, uh, they managed to get a you know a win um, against Villa. I mean, they're, they're having they're having a season really that could be as bad as as Leicester's. You know, they they lost to Forest, one job, like I say. Um, they lost to Brighton. Um, they beat Villa. Uh, they drew with Tottenham, which was not a bad result, and then they lost to Chelsea. In controversial circumstances, you could say Everton, they are 16th. Uh, they lost to Villa and then they drew with Forest, Brentford, um, Leeds, and of course, the 0 0 with Liverpool, which I never tend to sort of read too much into, Steve, because I think the Merseyside derbies, it, it's never a, a it's never an indication of form because of the, the, the actual match itself. Steve, sorry. Uh, you're breaking up this end, mate. I don't know if you can hear me, but... Yeah. I can now. I couldn't before. Sorry, I yeah. think Everton are, you know, are going to come good soon. I think, um, you know, West Ham... West Ham yeah. West Ham are, are stuttering at the moment. And, um, you know, I can't see him playing like they did last year. But I think uh, he's going to turn it around at Everton. And I think they're going to start to, like Newcastle, they're going to start finding the feed. Then you'll see him moving up the league. So it's not going to be a high-scoring game, but I think Everton will win 1-0. 1-0 to Everton. Uh, Brad, do you see Lampard turning it around? I have a feeling you're going to say no. You'd be right. No, I, I think Lampard's fairly useless at this level. I think he's out of his depth. Um, I think he's got the, the ability to become a Premiership manager. I've listened to some of it. You know how you, with Rob Tanner and all that, listening to more of his yeah. um, interviews. Uh, I, I've listened to more Frank Lampard talk about how he gets players going, what he does on the training ground, how he's cha- how he changes things up to in, in these days at Chelsea. There's limited time at Chelsea, you can say. Um, I've got I've got a bit more faith that if he takes the proper channels and maybe goes back down to the championship for a year or two, he'll as a couple of seasons he'll he'll gain that managerial option. Maybe he needs to take 
know, the Eddie Howe route getting promoted and working on that way. But uh, West Ham, West Ham had me thinking that um, uh, I was I was going to compare them to then Ranieri. Uh, because they're doing all right in Europe, aren't they? But they're not doing all right mm. in the league, which was yeah. what Ranieri was maybe holding on to a lot longer in, in, in praying it had come good in the league. They've been a bit indifferent. Um, obviously, I know, like I said, they had a good good win, I believe, midweek versus in the, in the Europa League. Um, but this is a tough one, and I've just got a funny feeling. I haven't called one, I don't think, in the, in the prediction, so I'm going to... I'm going to say this is going to be a ball draw and it's got nil-nil all over it. It's a nil-nil. You've not gone for a nil-nil yet. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you, West Ham. I'm surprised this season. I thought they would they would kick on. Uh, it's been a weird season all round because a lot of the teams, like Forrest, have spent a fortune. They're struggling. You know, West Ham had a great season last season. They're struggling. Uh, there's only really Everton that have been consistent. <laughs> you know, um, both both seasons. This is at Everton, um, and I think that always does make a difference for them. West Ham. Uh, I think they've got to improve West Ham. I think Moyes is a good manager, but being at Everton, I'm going to have to agree with you, Brad, that it's going to be a draw. But I'm going for a one-one. So there we go, and that completes the uh, the votes of the North Macedonian jury, as they say. Um, Jason's gone one nil to the Toffees, and Anthony's gone two nil to his probably his third favourite team because the London West Ham. Um, so there we go. We've got um, Villa. Um, we split it across the board there. Steve went for Villa win, Brad a draw, and me a Southampton win. Um, Nottingham Forest to beat Fulham, Steve. Seriously, <laughs> one nil. But Brad and me both uh, both went with a heart and went for Fulham. Uh, Wolves to beat Man City. You heard it here first from Steve. Um, and then but the, both both me and, and Brad were sensible and went for Man City wins. Uh, Newcastle, a draw for Brad, wins from Chris and Steve. Tottenham, um, you, you, you two, well, we, we know why Steve went for Tottenham. Uh, Brad, I think he's hoping on to dreams more than anything, like he said. And I've just gone the fact that I want a point in the prediction league. So I've gone 3 0. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Well, that's the only reason I need, I need the point. Um, Brentford, Arsenal, um, two for Brentford, one for an Arsenal win, even though the Arsenal fan didn't. Um, and Everton, uh, again, well, a win for Steve and two draws for Brad. And Chris, so it will be interesting to see. Brad at the moment is breaking away. Come on, Steve, you've got to pull him back. Come on. Um, if you so. start pulling him back, I'm going to ask the AR to intervene. <laughs> you, know, you know, if it goes to the screen, it's going to get overturned. I've heard you be honest with you, mate. You, uh, with some of those quote uh, predictions tonight. We, we we needed VAR, but maybe that's why you're doing so well because you are going for the weird and wonderful. Um, but uh, but no, I, um, I haven't forgotten your question, Anthony. So just going back to Steve. I'm sorry. Does, oops, hang on a second. Let me uh, let me get that the right way round. 
I'm sure that he won't mind uh, answering a question for you because it is, in fairness, it's, it's uh, nothing about Arsenal and your your love <laughs> of them. Let me just get it back up here. Here we go. Um, question for Steve, says Anthony. What manager did you enjoy playing under? Uh, I presume he means which, who was your favourite manager from that, I guess. I think I've got two or three, to be honest. Um, uh, one is Johnny Joel when I was at West Bromwich Albion. Um the guy was absolutely fantastic. Talk about a good man manager. And then he, he took me to Ireland under Shamrock Rovers. And uh, that's where, you know, he uh, he spent a lot of time with me, putting a lot of things wrong and uh, just getting me to, to play. Because uh, I wasn't most the most skillful player, but he, all, he all, you know, he, he drilled into me, like, you know, that it's what you do off the ball, not what you do on the ball. And then, um, but the best one I played under, to be honest, was uh, Jock Wallace. Um, he sold the club to me, and we had some great seasons there. We had some great lads there. But it, it was his passion for the game. And I'm um, going back to the old style where it was, it was bruiser football. But, you know, that's where the enjoyment was. I think uh, if you speak to a lot of people from my generation and that, you didn't go to see the fans football you went to see the commitment you went to see the tattles you went to see the you know the the bit of a gladiator thing on the pitch and i think that's why i can't relate too much to the modern game because it frustrates me a lot but when we used to play you used to know that every game you played was going to be a battle because it wasn't just your team that fought it was it was the other teams you know that you played against and i think that was uh, the enjoyable thing, and that's what he brought out in you, and that's why I tried to think, say in the show tonight that I'd like to see that back in the Leicester team because Leicester to me has always been a team of fighters, and I think they were brought up that way. And I think especially when they they won the uh, the Premiership, there was a fighting spirit there. I think Leicester will turn the corner if they do get the fighting spirit back. But um, I was, you know. Gordon Mill wasn't too bad as well when uh, when he took over from Jock Wallace, but um, those those are the three that you know that that's, you know they were they, they were good for me. Johnny Giles, I just like. Yeah, I was just going to try and say to Anthony, it's it's nothing personal against um, Arsenal. It's just a personal thing. I well, with the club itself, it's just <laughs> a personal thing with me with Arsenal. Um, I've totally enjoyed watching uh, the thing on Prime uh, behind the scenes, and I love the way he's brought out the best of Jesus. You know what a what a transformation he is. You know, but um, it's just a personal thing where I can't I can't let him win any game to be honest. So yeah. and I haven't watched that series yet. I've got to be honest with you, but what I was just going to say was Johnny Giles. He was sort of he was at Leeds, wasn't he? And there was a, a lot of argument um, that he should have maybe become manager instead of Brian Clough. Do you think he would have made a success of that? I think um, I think he'd done the right thing. I think he went to the uh, the clubs where he could learn, you know, uh, to be a manager. Um, he was a nasty piece of work. He was only a little little guy, but he comes from the you know the the school of Leeds United where. You know, um, everybody was played the way they did. 
But mm-hmm. he had the, you know, he had the skill to go with it. His left foot was unbelievable. He could put the ball where he wanted to, and um, it was a guy that made you feel ten foot tall, even though he was such a good, uh, small guy. And I think that's what you you need to tell uh, up and coming young players that they have to play to the strengths off the ball, not on the ball. And um, that's the only thing you know that that, that got me through it. Yeah. And uh, Anthony also does say here that you're going to have to go for an Arsenal win at some point to get some points on the board. I think he'd sooner lose than actually predict an Arsenal win. And very, very quickly, if you can, and this will be the last one now, Jason's just asking, uh, who was the best player you played with? Oh, to be fair, that one is Frankie Worthington. Um, the guy was such a gentleman. He was such skillful and you know he it was a player that you knew once once he got the ball it'd stick with him and then if you made a run he'd find you but the guy yeah. on and off the pitch was out of this world out of this totally. world totally steve it's great to have you back i'm just thinking of the points but it's great to have you <laughs> back Thanks very much. Uh, Obviously, international break next week, so there's no predictions. And we will see you the week after, fingers crossed. Yes. Yes, we'll do. Brilliant. Thanks so much, mate. Take care and stay safe and all the best to your family. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Sorry there, Brad. I hope you're still with us. Yeah, I am, mate. Thanks again very much for joining us twice today. Um, one was better than the other. Let's just leave it at that. Where um, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me, apart from mainly here, they can, uh, they can find me at, uh, on my uh, YouTube channel, A Matter of Opinion. I'm live every Thursday. I do a show at Thursday, 8pm. It's a topical discussion. Uh, so if you're interested in the topic on hand that's advertised, I have advertised it on, uh, on, my, on my home Facebook page. But if you're on the Twitter universe, you can follow me there at Full Time Focus. The links and YouTube channels are there. And that's where I post all my live streams on there. And basically, it's just a place for everybody to get involved and give their opinions without feeling that they're going to get scrutinised for it. So place yeah. I want to for that reason, and that's why I did it. The link is in the description below, mate, uh, guys, and it is very, very good channel. Like you say, it's one where you can actually have a have a open discussion and not just about Leicester, about many, many different things. Brad, thanks very much, mate. Um, I will see you when are you back with me now. That's a that's the point. Possibly on Thursday for the um, press conference. Possibly, there's a good chance of that, mate. Yeah. Well, I'll have a chat about that probably in the next couple of days. I've got an idea about that one, but we'll see how it goes. But thank you very much for both shows tonight. Uh, you're a gentleman as always, and we will speak soon. I will speak to you soon, buddy. Thanks for having me Take care, mate. All the best. And you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad there. Make sure you check his channel out. The description is in uh, the YouTube description below and do get over there uh it's a great it's just a different channel something a little bit different and to be honest with you that's that's great because there's so many things are the same talking about being different and i know you can say chris you're different i am we have just launched a radio station 
Leicester Till I Die radio station. It is on Mixcloud.com. That's all one word, Mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. So it's called LTID radio. It's on Mixcloud and we can, um, it's not every day. It's not like a proper radio station, obviously. And uh, we, we do, um, uh, we do have, different shows at different times but it's just like again a little bit different because i can put music in there so we can have a lot of so we're doing a lot of um season reviews and the music that was a hit at the time although i'm gonna have to go a bit further back for that as i discovered last night when in 2015-16 that obviously getting a bit older i don't have a lot of chart music in me um, and do remember to subscribe to this channel as well. David came in very late at the end there, um, late to the party, unfortunately. Do you think it's possible for a manager alone to get a combative, competitive spirit into my into his team if there are no strong characters or warriors in the team? I, tell you, I just think uh, whether he's lost the... I mean, I said earlier, and you did miss it, David, um, I do know that um, Roger is supposed to be this great coach, this great man-manager, and he's now got two players that he's told to go and find other clubs, and he's come out and said, what you know, they aren't necessarily showing the best attitude in training, publicly, publicly disgracing them. Um, he's now got them stuck, and he's going to have to try and use them, and that's Vestergaard and Soyuncu, so... You know, I don't know. Uh, hi, Phil Fox. <laughs> it says, um, Colville Macclesfield looks good. I might have to start going to... I used to follow Colville. Uh, are they like... Is their logo a rook or something like that? Because I seem to remember I used to follow them on Facebook or, 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 or the fan group or something. But good luck to Colville. Uh, Jason, uh, thanks, Steve, and says the good night from Terry. Jason, good show, Chris. Night all, good night. Uh, we are back. We are back tomorrow. Brad's gone, so I can say this word quiz. Uh, it's the it's a new quiz. It's been developed by Craig, who, as you know, is a um, uh, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Hope you are a pair TJ than a score predictor. Ouch, mate. Oh, let me just take that knife out the side of me. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> tomorrow night is a new it's a new quiz, pick and mix. It's very, very interesting. And we've got Reese on, who was recently was well, last week was knocked out of the home and away by Rob. He's coming back for some more. Uh, <laughs> some more trouble, I think. So we are going to be back then at nine o'clock tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new, please. And before we finish tonight, if you haven't yet, please, it does mean a lot. It does really help the channel with our algorithms. Please go and like the, the video. It does mean a lot. Uh, uh, and it does affect how, uh, how the channel progresses and grows. Thank you very much to everybody. Thank you for, to Brad for coming in. Uh, thank you to Steve for coming in. Some weird, some weird predictions tonight all round. That's the fun of the that's the fun of the show. And I will see you tomorrow night for um, the brand new quiz at nine o'clock. Take care, stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester till I die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.
thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.